You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey guys and girls, what's going on? This is Chris Swinney, and this is a little bit different. This is a bonus episode. These episodes are exclusive to our patrons only, so if you guys are a patron, you get to hear this and nobody else does. This week's episode, I sit down and talk to my buddy Brandon Shore. He is from Cape Town, South Africa. This actually comes from about a year ago. I used to uh, I'd, I'd have a half hour off between my guitar students. And I would go on Facebook Live, and I would talk to buddies of mine. This was pre-podcast, so this is like my first foray into what I'm currently doing. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. We talk a lot about the Atari's tour in South Africa, and uh, my love for South Africa, and Brandon's got a really cool accent. So I hope you guys enjoy this. There's plenty more on the way. I'm going to start doing a lot more exclusive episodes and perks for you guys over at Patreon. I want to say thank you so much for supporting the show. You guys are making this happen. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to get into it. This is my conversation with my good buddy, Mr. Brandon Shore of Cape Town, South Africa. Hey, what's up, man? Cool, all good. <laughs> how, you, uh, how you doing? Yeah, good, man. I was just chilling, watching some, some Rick and Morty and saw your live, so I pushed pause so I could uh, connect, man. How's it, how's it going? Well, it's going well, man. Uh, what time is it over there in uh, Cape Town? What is the time now? Uh, it's 5 to 11. <laughs> 5 to 11, yeah. It's uh, 5 to 5 here. We're, we're a little behind you. You're living in the future, man. <laughs> well, it's all it's all good. The world hasn't ended yet. Well, uh, I tell you, I tell you what, man. I have not been in your fine country since two thousand nine, uh, but yeah. it made quite an impact on me. I have a lot of friends from there. Uh, I've been to a lot of countries, but it was kind of the life changing moment. I mean, I know you live there, so it's probably completely different. But coming from America, that being, it's very different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, have you ever been to the states before? <clears throat> I have actually. Yeah, I I uh, got the opportunity to go after high school, and I worked at a summer camp. I uh, I stayed down in Saint Petersburg in in, in Florida okay. for like six months, and then the Adirondacks near Lake Placid for about three months, and I got to see a shitload of bands. It was awesome. I actually watched the Atari's before you you were in them. This is two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably is, a long time ago. I think they're still touring. Uh, so long a story. I think. Uh, Did you? Uh, 
What were you at the Stellenbot show? Is that where you were at? I was actually at the Durban show. The Durban moved, show. Oh, at the, at the nightclub with all the goth kids? Yeah, yeah, at, at Burn. At Burn, I mean, yeah. I was pissing down a th- I was pissing down a train. It was a great show there. Yeah, yeah. It was rad to see you guys. We, yeah, had, we had a lot of fun sick. there. I'll tell you, it was, uh, was kind of touch and go. We didn't know if we were going to actually be able to go. Authentic Ideas, do you know anything about them, the company that brought us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know them quite well. Back in the day, they did 16 Stitch and... Uh, Wicked and those kind of bands, yeah. I know that they had uh, they had worked with Under Oath, and that was we were friends with those guys, and that's kind of how we got hooked up with them. But um, okay, cool. they also brought over Blindside. Yeah, yeah, Blindside. I think they brought over as well. That was a killer show too. Yeah. So uh, what? You, yeah, what, were you living in Durban back then, or were you always living in Cape Town? You were just in Durban. I actually moved. I moved to Cape Town like a few months after the show. I've been here for like eight years now. So yeah, it's been, yeah. been quite a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it has been a while. I, I wanted to ask you a question, dude. I'm okay. not sure if you. Um, one of my favorite bands is Thrust. Oh, and, me too, man. Yeah, I'm Eddie and uh, some of the guys I'm friends with on Facebook on here. Oh, really? Yeah, they're good cool, dudes, man. man. Great guys. I love those guys. And I saw um, brand new came here, and I spoke to them about the possibility of them coming. Here. I just want to ask if you if you toured with them and you we, know what kind of guys they are. We did we did the Vans Warp Tour. Uh, after we went to South Africa, when we came back, we had a couple months right. off or whatever, and we did the Vans Warp Tour in 2009. And Thrice was on the main stage with us, and Under Oath, and Bad Religion, No Effects, a couple other bands. But uh, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't say we're like best friends, but I do know the guys. We hung out a few times. They're really really good yeah. dudes. Um, their new record. Have you heard the new record? Oh yeah, love it. It's it's. I mean, right. the way I look at the way I look at them. You know, I've liked them since Identity Crisis, so it's almost like sure. this progression of every album they put out. They kind of sound like a new band, but there's that running theme that it's, it's still thrice. They're just growing and trying exactly. to That's why I love them so much, dude. I, I watched them on the Illusion of Safety tour back in 2002, and it was my first introduction to like that kind of music, like a post-hardcore style kind of kind of vibe. And since that day, I've just been a fan. Everything they bring out, they're always pushing it. I mean, they've got stuff that sounds like it's could be off Kid A, and then you got like Paper Tigers, which oh, yeah. could be off like a, you know what I mean? It's just well, yeah. I mean those those four EPs, like the the Elements EPs that they put out, where every album, every EP was like a different vibe, you know. Check check this out. Oh heck yeah, dude! You got the tattoo. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, love, I mean I that's that. kind of your your introduction. I mean, if you want to be, you want to know what that band's about. Every one of those records kind of shows you a different side of the band and then you know you've got the i mean beggars that that record was so good like i've there's they have not put anything out that i disliked because i mean i like anything yeah. from the post-hardcore metal kind of punk side all the way through to the radiohead deftones kind of thing that they've got going on you know yeah yeah me too i've lit, like for me it's like the beatles fries and then like everyone else <laughs> that's, un- that's i mean yeah i, I, I like that band Here's the thing about the Beatles. I, I teach a lot of Beatles when I'm teaching guitar. I love the Beatles. I don't listen to them very often. They're one of those bands sure. that like I really like. I just, you know. So hey, you're in South Africa. Do you have any biltong in your apartment? Uh I don't. I've actually got a big tub of chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. And, and, and an energy. So nothing too South African. Okay, I was gonna say if you had drivers or if you had biltong. A, a fairly normal looking kind of place yeah 
It's got the, the Rick and Morty on pause there and a bunch of shit and books and yeah, nothing too African here. It's weird. You'd expect people in Africa to have like a, I don't know. I actually do know a lot of them that have like Zulu, you know, shields and stuff on their walls, but I'm just, well, yeah, call me, call me modern or something. Well, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, man, when, when we visited, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I'd never been to Africa before. I'd been to Europe, been, you know, all over the place and, and it's kind of, sure. everything is pretty Americanized. So when we were going to South Africa, I mean, I had, I'd researched it a little bit, but a lot of people, especially in America that have never been there, they think that you guys all live in huts. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. When I went, when I went to, when I went to the summer camp in like 2002, people asked, you know, do you have electricity? Uh, you know, uh, do you have, do you have TVs or, yeah, like, <laughs> it was, it was mad. Do you guys have to catch buses, you know, from city to city and then walk around and yeah. do you have Todd roads? Yeah, like, like crazy stuff. And half the time I just take the piss and be like, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, man. We, we, like when we, when we got there, I remember we got picked up at uh, Tambo, the airport there in Johannesburg. And uh, right. they took us straight to this place that we stayed called La Sede, which was a cultural village. It's kind of like a resort, yep. but you li they, they have these huts, but inside the hut is like a five-star hotel room so it looks okay. it looks like you're staying in a village but it's like it's a it's an amazing place man it was out uh out on the outskirts of johannesburg i mean it was it was really cool but we got to go to the lion and rhino park and we got to see all the stuff and we saw the great right. white sharks in durban like we did all kinds of stuff the penguins in cape town oh yeah yeah, we went yeah to the Beach. The what was it did you go to Did you go up Table Mountain? We we did we went to Tabletop Mountain and we uh we went to Boulder's Beach for a while. Um, went to the Cape Town Fish Market to eat. They had a lot of really good stuff there. We like seafood, so that was good. Yeah, we spoiled for seafood, wine and seafood down here. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, to shit laugh. What do you uh What do you do for a living? Are you going to school? Like, what are you doing, man? I am. Um, I'm actually a, a sound engineer. I got my own sound engineering company. Okay. And um, I lecture at one of the colleges here, SAE. I um, I do studio production and I teach Pro Tools. That's and then, and I'm a drummer as well. Yeah, I play in a, in a punk rock band down here. What's the name of the um, band? Alive at Midnight. Alive at Midnight. That's cool, man. Have you guys played any shows? Lately? Yeah. Uh, we playing it. We playing a show up on the on the third with a band called One Eight Seven at a bar. And then something called Bacon Fest. There's this band called Hog Hoggity Hog. Oh, yeah, they opened up for us uh, a couple of the gigs. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they tried. Um, yeah, unfortunately, George died two years ago. Oh, really? Now, I didn't know that. The lead singer. Yeah, he passed away, unfortunately. So now we're doing something like that will benefit his wife and his kid called Bacon Fest. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to play the inaugural one with Hogs, and they're going to have guest singers performing their songs, which will be dope. And then the Rudimentals and Half Price. So that's going to be a, a killer show. I'll send you, we've only got one like roughly mixed song because everything they brought up before I joined the band, which is three years ago, was horrible. So I've deleted it from the existence of the world. <laughs> you, so, want to, you want to have the, the right impression when people check you out, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you something. Let me know what you think. Like, honestly, it's kind of like a, it's like a, every time I die, a puppy with a bit of pop sensibility, with a little bit of transplants, okay. that's, that's what I kind of, 
describe it, not to pigeonhole it, but just to give people an idea of the sound that's never heard it. It's just punk rock. So let me let me ask you a question then, like, because I've been, I don't know if you've caught, I think you might have caught one of these before, but I kind of turn it into, I'm waiting on students, but then I'm trying to talk to old friends and then people from different walks of life and whatnot about music. It's just, I don't really know if anybody cares, but I, it, it entertains me. <laughs> so uh, sure, dude. for me, it's gro- it. for me growing cool. up, the first thing that I really got into, I got into metal. Like, you know, Metallica, yeah. Iron Maiden, Slayer, stuff like that. But I couldn't play that stuff because I wasn't that right. good on the guitar yet. So that's when I kind yeah. of made the, I went into like Black Flag and No Effects and the Ramones and, and stuff like that. Like, sure. as somebody growing up in a, in a different area, you know, in South Africa, what was your introduction to that kind of underground punk rock type music? In um, Standard 3, which was grade 5, my friend gave me this tape on, on the one side was Green Day Dookie. Okay. And then the other side was Offspring, Smash, and Metallica's Black Album. Those that are was my first great records, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in like, must have been 1994. It was 1994. And um, yeah, after that, my first two uh, records that I bought, CDs, was Metallica, Black, and Nirvana, Nevermind. I think that's like the staple yeah. starting of our kind of, generation you know i mean i consider kind of I, I consider nirvana a punk band i mean maybe they weren't fast with the, the double bass and everything but they yeah, i mean bleach bleach is totally a punk record oh yeah let's be honest you know what I mean? well I, but I uh, and then thought, after that i was like kill them all by metallica was a punk record too kill them all is like a like a early no effects record it's got all the guitar solos but it's so fast you know? yeah it's yeah it's quite thrashy but it's got some punk punk kind of vibe i loved uh oh, what was that it's like an ep Blitzkrieg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitzkrieg. Am I evil and Blitzkrieg that was and something else on there too? Yeah, it was the covers they did during the sessions for Kill 'Em All. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. yeah, rad. And then after that, I got into a lot of pop punk stuff. Blink One Eighty Two. Um, <coughs> geez, what? Lag Lagwagon. Lagwagon's Slick awesome, shoes. man. Yeah, Slick Shoes. Uh, fucking The Refused. Oh, yeah. I love the Refuse. The Refuse are, yeah, they're one of my faves. I'd really like to see them one day. I mean, I, yeah. know they're, I know they're doing stuff again. I, I don't know what their plans are as far as international stuff. I mean, they're from, you know, Scandinavia area, but I don't I mean, they might make it down there. Have they ever played South Africa before, or do you know? Oh, unfortunately not, eh? Because, I mean, they disbanded after that, that whole fuck up with the, with the, with the album, and then they got back together, like, once off over a few years, but I, I hear they're touring again now. Those are one of my dream, my wish list bands. I mean, at the moment, in two weeks, no, where are we now? About three weeks. Alien Ant Farm's coming down. Who? Oh, uh, Alien Ant Farm. Knows. I saw. Uh, I'm still a lot of a lot of my friends on Facebook are from your area, so I saw somebody posted something about that. Yeah. So basically, I'm I'm organizing the Cape Town shows for the tour, and um, I'm lucky enough to be going on tour and doing a docu with them. And eventually, like, we want to build up a relationship and get bands here. Cool. But then, have, get like, lure them in with the African experience because a lot of bands haven't been here. Well, dude, that's, so that's what got them. us. I mean, we we liked going anywhere. I mean, it didn't really matter. We'll go play in Iraq. I mean, I don't, I don't care. But, like, the, yeah, thing, the thing was, when we, start, we started talking with, at first, we talked with the guys from Crash Car Burn. Those were the guys that kind of spearheaded it. Like they said, you guys should come. And we said, well, you know, we don't really know any promoters there. We don't really know how it works to get there. It's kind of 
kind of an odd place there a lot of bands would love to go but they don't maybe don't have the resources to go there and so they put it in contact with nancy and clint at authentic ideas and that's how everything got going but yeah i mean we were just like dumb tourists who wanted to see animals and wanted to do yeah yeah i know for sure that's why people you know that's why they come here it's more of an experience it's not a tour because it's like in the middle of nowhere you can't put it on a leg of a tour yeah you know what i mean it's like financially it sucks for us because you know we have to pay bands a shitload of money so what we're going to do after this tour is try and get bands here and ask ask them to you know play shows for less but then you throw in things but you get it sponsored so well yeah i mean we got the we got really nice hotels we got a a couple different like tour things we got to do i think it was because the sponsorships like i'm not even sure of how it came about but like everything we did there we didn't have to pay so it was kind of like a give and take kind of deal like we got paid for the tour but it was probably less than we would have got if we were in europe or australia or somewhere so yeah for sure yeah i mean that's i mean if it worked for you guys it shouldn't it should not not work for us (laughs) you know well, I mean, what, uh, is there that's anybody a- other than Alien Ant Farm that's coming up soon? Like any international acts that are coming down there? I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see. I know Cat Stevens is coming. He's in town. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I never thought I'd, I'd watch, I'd, I'd see him in my life, especially after, you know, he went all um, not playing in religious and stuff. Yeah. And then he, he's back and he's playing in like a couple of weeks and it's just surreal. You know, I just was, I was just, there's certain things you've got to accept. You're not going to watch Cat Stevens. Yeah. You know? But now that's going to happen. What? Who else is coming? I think, oh, what's that band called? Like poppy stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if the bat, to be honest. <laughs> I, I try and like that stuff just blows past me if I'm not interested in it. In it yeah. You know, I forget it. <laughs> so uh, do you stay pretty busy with uh, the show production and, and run live sound and stuff? I mean, is it a pretty much a full-time gig for you right now? Well, I'm more of a studio engineer um, and I do a lot of on-location sound and I, and I manage a couple bands. I keep myself very busy. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, I keep keep myself nice and busy. I do a bit of filming. I was doing some editing just now. I don't know. I can't do the same thing every day. It's like my ADHD, you know. It won't allow it. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I keep pretty. I was. Uh, I, I mean, I was working in corporate entertainment and doing a lot of different stuff. And I was playing uh, in a reggae band for a while. Just it was more of like a cover band, but it was a lot of fun to do. And I moved yeah. back. I mean, I'm sure you know a little bit of the geography of America since you've been here, but. <clears throat> living down yeah. on the beach in Alabama, which is, we were a half hour from Florida. It was like the little sliver of beach that's in Alabama. I was down there and my wife and I decided right. to, we were in Jamaica for a while as well. I was working uh, for Margaritaville down there in their corporate entertainment section. But um, after we left Montego Bay, 
came back to Alabama, we decided to come back to Indiana, which is where I'm originally from, which is up north in the Midwest, because I wanted to teach guitar again. I, I have more time, right. more time for my son and my wife, and I just I don't have to work 80 hours a week. I can come in and work a couple hours and then go home, you know. So do you do this full time? I'm doing it full time right now. I'm up, I've got about 45 students, I think, 44 students a week. Yeah. What were you involved in before you moved? I saw on Facebook that you you ran like a venue. Yeah, I ran I ran a venue uh, on the beach. I was the entertainment director and the head talent buyer at this venue in Gulf Shores, Alabama, called the Hangout. And they also every year have the Hangout Music Fest, which you know worked with like Tom Petty and Stevie Wonder and the Foo Fighters and Skrillex. And awesome. I mean, it's fifty thousand people on the beach for three days. It's pretty crazy. But they also have that is yeah. But they, they also have like a year round venue and I was the lead. I worked in artist relations for the festival, but I was also the year round booker and talent buyer for the venue. And uh, that's what I did for a long time. I mean, I was down there four or five years and then oh, wow. I just kind of got burnt out and wanted to play music again. And my options were somewhat limited, but I, I found a band I really liked. I mean, it was a lot of covers, some originals. Our singer, Gary, was from Jamaica. But we, we did a lot of Bob Marley and Jimmy Cliff and stuff like that. And when you live down in that area where it's a lot of tourist kind of stuff, we played sometimes six, seven days a week. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, cool, man. And are you still in the band now? I'm not in the band currently. Um, <clears throat> I've had a couple people that I've jammed with. Um, I do have like seven or eight songs I've written. I'm not much of a singer, so I want to find somebody that can sing. But uh, I want to put out a record or something and just, just to give it away, see what people think. I Nice. Now that I'm a, you know, a dad and a family man, I don't think I have very many touring aspirations anymore, but, uh, for sure music's in my veins, man. I still have to do music. So I'm, I'm going to do something soon. I'm just kind of getting all the ducks in a row and figuring it out right now. So for sure. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kind of sculpt it to your own needs instead of fitting in with the, the general thing. Cause if you can't tell, you can't tell. Yeah. Right? Well, and I, I mean, mean, and the thing is too, I've also done some stuff, you know, here in the States and, uh, I was wanting to to try to get back into it a little bit. When actually, when we were in South Africa on that tour, we went to Copa, the the, the college for the performing arts or whatever. We did like kind of a Q and A, like seminar type thing with the kids. And I've right. done that a couple times here and gone and spoke with you know music students or whatever. And I also I, I run a summer camp called Rock and Roll Summer Camp where we put kids together and kind of teach them the ropes of playing in a band and making their own merchandise. Yeah, I've seen your posts about that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just kind of so molding the next generation, you know what I mean? Like, I want to give back a little bit. Yeah. But I've actually, I've had a couple offers to go do some speaking engagements at places like that in other countries, and I've never really taken it seriously. But I, I think I might at some point. I don't know. So if you've got any contacts down there, you need anybody to come talk, let me know. I'll be a lot cheaper than the band. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'll yeah, do what I can cool. for sure. So uh, right now, what are you listening to? I've got probably about six minutes and I got to get off here. So what's like top five bands you're listening to right now? Uh, no, Royal Blood. Order, really no particular order. No particular order. I'm enjoying Royal Blood. Okay. Um, else? The new brand new record's sick. I'm getting into that. It's really good, yeah. As as. As Man, you, they they, they self-released that with like no real record label, and it was the number one album in the country. No, yeah, shit. Like, really. Like they like created their own imprint. Like it wasn't on a big label. They just put it on iTunes or whatever. And yeah, it when it came out, it was the number one album in the United States. 
Fuck, that's cool. I hope Radio like, I hope Radiohead liked their status when they fucking told them because they also about that shit. Oh yeah. Doing it on their own. Totally. Fuck the normal systems. It's great. Um. Okay. Cool, man. Uh. What else was I gonna say? Three. Three more bands. Three more bands you like right now. Three more bands. I don't know. I always end up listening to old shit. Eh? I was listening to some Lagwagon and Biffy Clyro. I was listening to some Biffy. And then the new Every Time I Die, I was listening to that. I have, that song, I have Map Change. Is that really good? Is, dude, go check out the video. It's such a rad video and a song, Map Change, Every Time I Die. It's like, a, it's a, yeah, trust me, you'll enjoy it. It's just a great song. It's like, because uh, Keith Buckley is even saying he's, he thinks it's the best record they've released, and I'm getting into it. But that song in particular, just mm, hardcore. So let me ask you again now. I met so many people when I was in South Africa. Did you and I have like a face-to-face kind of sit-down meeting? Like, did we meet or was it after the fact you added me? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, it, was, it was at the um, Was it at Burn? At the show, we just, yeah, it was at Burn after the show. We just chatted for a bit. And then I think you added me. Okay. I don't think I added you. So I don't know, maybe we, we had some mutual friends and I commented on something because the privacy settings weren't as strict, you know. Maybe well, one of the guys from Crash Car Burn or whatever. Well, because I was, I was trying. I received one. I was quite surprised. I was like, no way. You remember me? I, I mean, I totally did. I was trying to remember. Like, I couldn't remember exactly. I felt like we had discussed some things or music or talked after the show because I remember in Burn in particular, it was so hot in there. Yeah. And like. Yeah, we got yeah, done like with the show and kind of went backstage and kind of dried off. And I remember we came and it yeah. was raining like crazy too. So I remember we came out and there were a few people left over and I, I thought that's where we met, but I wasn't sure because I have a bad memory. So yeah, but that's cool. one way, but yeah, no, we did. We discussed touring and what it was like in the States and how long you've been in the band and how you, you came to be in the band and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was asking about, um, yeah, just about some of the songs and because I really like, I really dig the toys, you know. So I really like gave a fuck about cool. it. And the other guys were busy, so I, I just cornered you. <laughs> we were we were we my, were so excited my... to go see animals, we had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, I just want to say it's uh it's been great talking to you, reconnecting. Uh, thanks for joining me and talking. I appreciate it. Likewise, dude. Yeah, it's been rad. Thanks a lot. And have a great uh, lesson. Yeah, well, you have a great evening since it's now past 11 there, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to finish this episode and then hit the hit the sack. Well, hey, don't be, go don't be a stranger, man. And send me, uh, send me that stuff. I want to check it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, dude. And also, like I say, because I've got, I'm a great networker. I'm just going to fucking lay, lay it out there. So if there's some way I can get you over here to do some workshops or seminars or something. You know, it'd be so well, yeah. And if there's anything you guys need, I mean, I know a lot of bands. So when uh, you get everything figured out and you want to start doing your thing, let me know. I'll help any way I can. Sick, dude. And then maybe like if it's your friend's band, you can like pop over here on a trip and jump on as a tour manager or something. Hey, who knows, man? <laughs> I- I'm. A- and then we can do some workshops and then maybe some outreach stuff in the in the townships double up on the trip. Yeah, man, I tell you, I you know I, mean? I love South Africa and I it's definitely on my bucket list to go back. It was on my bucket list to go, but I, I gotta get back. I, I got so many friends there, I wanna go check it out again. So thank you so much, man. Okay, cool. Well South Africa misses you too, dog. <laughs> Enjoy your your lesson and yeah, shot for the chat. Okay, lecker, man.
buy a donkey. Cool. Thank you, dude. <laughs> See you, man. Cool. Take Bye. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I don't know how to turn this off. I've never done this before. I'm going to X you out right now. There you go. So there it was, my conversation with my friend Brandon Shore from Cape Town, South Africa. Thanks a lot for checking out this first bonus episode. I'm going to leave you with the Ataris live from Johannesburg, South Africa. Here it is, Boys of Summer. Catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Slow down, wait
My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.